partie un jour en disant je reviendrai. Oui, mais depuis ce jour, beaucoup de temps a passé. Hi guys, this is Sabrina. And this is Shauna. And we've been married a long time. We sure have. Feels it today, huh? <laughs> oh, yep, sometimes you can feel the years. Sometimes. <laughs> but here we are. And we are um, bringing you Hoots, the podcast. Woo! Woo! Or shall I say Hoot? Hoot? Yeah, that's more or, appropriate. Hoo, hoo. What does a Hoot sound like? That sounded hoo, hoo. That like a Hoot. Okay. I'll work on that. Hoots the Podcast is a travel podcast um, for old... We are older, wise lesbians. But it's for anybody, really. You anybody. don't have to be an old, wise lesbian. That's true. But you might get our jokes more if you are. Yeah. And it's uh, Stories of the Ordinary. So Hoots the Podcast, Stories of the Ordinary with two old, wise lesbians. Wiser lesbians, I guess. Older. Older, wiser? Or old, wiser? Older wise, I don't know. I think older are we wise. more wise than we are old? I don't know. Today I'm feeling more old than I am wise. Yeah, me too. It depends on the day, I guess. But uh, we are here to talk about Paris, France. <gasps> Gay Perry. Yes, the city of lights. The city of love. Do you know that it's France's capital? Um, I did not necessarily know that, but I'm not surprised by that. But usually it's usually some rando city that's the capital, like... Sacramento. Exactly, it's the capital of California, and Olympia is the capital of Washington. Right, well... Paris is France's capital. It is the biggest city and the capital. Yeah. Do you know why they call it the City of Lights? Um, because there's a light on top of the Eiffel Tower that shoots around. Yeah, it's a good guess. But that's not correct. Oh, it's not. What is it? Please, let me tell me. Look, let me look at my outline. I wrote it down. It's called the City of Light, but not just because it lights up and gets pretty at night, but also the role as a center of education and ideas in the Age of Enlightenment. Oh, per the uh, Western culture. Yes. Yes. We should say it's Good the city out. of light for the Westerners. Also, just like a random fact, there's a law that says no building can be taller than six stories because you cannot block the sunlight from your neighbors. Oh, really? So that's why it's, uh, there's, wait, except for the downtown area? Mm, I don't remember seeing much that was taller. There sky rises, though, right? That was way out over there. I know, but like, so except for the downtown area, yeah, I guess which so. is way out over there. Yeah, and maybe some, some suburbs. That is why, uh, that's similar to the rule that they have in Santa Barbara, California, my hometown. You can't have, I think it's, I don't know, I think it might be six stories, three stories, and all architecture within the city limits of Santa Barbara have to be done in Spanish style. Yeah, I remember that. That's why it's so cute there. Yeah. Let me just adjust this knob a little bit. So let's see. Um, we've been to Paris before, and we're going to mix our visits. <laughs> we are. This is news to me. I, I thought we were talking about the last visit, but I'm fine mixing. Yeah, we're mixing them all up. Because a Paris mashup. It's a Paris mashup. So 
when we got to Paris this most recent trip, we took a train from Brussels. Um, and I thought it would be a really pretty train ride, but it just was okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's funny because you think, well, one thinks of Europe as, you know, this magical land, but when you get out into the to the outskirts, it kind of just looks like everywhere else. Yeah, and you couldn't see much from the train, so that's just a heads up if you guys are traveling from Brussels. Lots of open spaces, and maybe there's just older houses out there. Yeah, I just don't remember seeing much, and I, I thought it was just boring. Yeah. And you were working the whole time, so I couldn't even chatter. Yeah, what a buzzkill. I know. Okay, let's see, where are we at here? Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. We're just going to go one, number one, number two, number three. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm doing. Okay, yeah. so number one, check. Not that great on the outskirts. Yeah, let's see. So um, there are different ar- arrondissements or districts. There's 20 but we can really only talk about four of them. How about we set the scene a little bit before we go down our factual oh, okay. uh, yeah. list of things to cover. Okay, yeah, let's go for it. So we were on a trip to Paris, and we, um, if you were have listened to us in the past, it was a continuation, right, of our trip to... Yes. We went into Amsterdam, then we went down to Belgium, and then we went to Paris. And the thinking, I think, when we were planning this was... Well, where can we... We wanted to go to Amsterdam. That was, like, the main motivation because we hadn't been there, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, and it's a direct flight from Seattle. That's important. So that's really important. So where can we go? And then, you know, we want to go to Amsterdam. Never been there. Loved it. But where can you go from a quick train ride from Amsterdam? That's and we how we got Bruges. So we got Bruges. We said, oh, yes, we want to go to Belgium and Bruges. And then it was like, well, where else do we want to go? And it was like, let's go back to Paris. Because the first time, well, you've been to Paris twice. I've been to Paris once. True. After, before this. The first time we went together, we brought our young son. He, I think he was 17? Maybe? No, 19. He was 19. 19. He was 19. And we had a great, wonderful family time. It was good. But it was a family trip, right? So then we were like, oh, let's go back as Owls oh, on, yeah. on the Loose. Yeah. I we was were, on the loose. We were wild and free. Yeah, let's, you know, let's break out of this nest and... We don't have to go to any skateboard shops. Nope, we don't have to go to any skateboard shops or anything like that. Um, so, that was kind of a... Uh, the owls kind of revisit Paris. Yeah. was the theme. It, and it was it was wonderful. So, we uh, were reacquainting ourselves with the City of Light and or the City of Love. Yes. Is it called the City of Love or am I making that up? You might be making it up, but I feel like the it's city a, of romance. I don't know because it is. I don't know. I feel I think like it I've has a lot of like romantic movies made about it. Well, there's a there were a lot of couples holding hands walking down the street. I don't remember that. You don't. Everybody in the cafes, it was like so many couples just like staring in each other's sta- eyes. Yeah, exactly. Not looking at their phones. That was being a thing. engaged with one another. Yeah, that that is a thing about Paris. Is I. Saw zero percent of people looking at their phones. Yeah, because you know they have uh, public higher education and um, healthcare. So they all were just sitting in cafes talking and looking great. And some of them were smoking, and that looks so cool. I wish I could smoke. Do the, do less people get cancer from smoking in Paris? 
Yeah, they must. Uh, they must have. Do they, no, do no they know cancer cigarettes? Yeah. Do they know something we don't know about smoking that it's a, it's fine? I don't do. know. Yeah, they drink a lot and they smoke a lot, which is what they tell us here in the U.S. never to do. But we're from Puritans. Yeah, like I feel like in my brain, if I were to smoke one cigarette, I would be worried I'm going to get cancer immediately. Yeah, well, te- it feels terrible in your throat. If you're young out there listening, which you're probably not, don't smoke. <laughs> yeah, it seems horrible. But if you're in Paris, maybe there's a loophole. Yeah, but they make you go outside now. Yes, I'm sure that was a big deal in Paris. I'm going back to the... Oh, wait, so there's enough for the, the broad strokes. I'm Let's going go back, back to the... To, to the, the outline now. Okay, so where are we? Um, we can only talk about four of the regions or districts, because we did not get to too many. Oh, we've only been to four? Well, I mean, we can count them as we go, but there's about 20, and I think that... We really can only speak to four or five. So if tops. you pass through one, but you don't settle in, you can't really talk about it. I mean, because what would you say? Is it the same idea of when you say, I want to say I've been to all 50 states in the U.S., but if I've been to the airport, it doesn't count? Airports don't count. Because airports are like their own world. They're yes. not like... They're, you don't feel the being yeah. present in that state. Okay, so we were present in four... Four or five, I can't Where remember. What are they called? Neighborhoods? No. Ar- Arrondissements. Okay. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Districts, maybe? You could say districts. That's very American of us. Yeah. So Latin Quarter, number five. Oh, maybe they're quarters. Is the best part of Paris. In your opinion? No, in everybody's opinion. <laughs> Why would you say that? It's the oldest. It dates back to Roman times. It's called the Latin Quarter because the colleges are there, and they used to only talk Latin. When oh. I first heard about it, I thought it was because that's where the Latin Americans were, and I was yeah. like, nobody looks brown here. I don't it's know. It's not why. like the mission in San Francisco. Exactly. Yeah. So you thought, oh, we're gonna get some good tacos in the I Latin thought, Quarter. I, I just thought it was interesting. They called it the Latin District, but it was because they used to speak only Latin. Yeah. Now. Yeah. It goes. It goes back. So boom, five stars. Before the colonization. Yeah. It's la- it's pre it's pre funk, pre colonization Latin vibes. Then there's number six, Saint Germain. Saint Germain. Yes. So that's where we stayed this time, right? Uh yes, we did. Which bumps up against the Latin. Yes, they're elbow to elbow. Mm-hmm. And then my notes say this is very close to the Latin district. It's very great. It's home of the French existentialists, and Shauna can talk about that. Yeah, so why do you think that, what was it about the Latin Quarter that you loved? Double click on that. Oh, well, I think I just said well, that. Well, beyond the, the bullet points you have on your thing, oh. like when you close your eyes and you're like, I love the it, Latin I Quarter like it because... Because it's the, it's the oldest part of Paris. It's the very first part of Paris. It's when you go to like the center, Paris grew out from there. Yeah. And we saw some of that when we went on our uh, exploration, some of that history of that one place. Oh, God. What was that place called? See, we'll, we'll come up to it. But it was that that cathedral or whatever the hell. Yeah, where... With all the stained glass. Oh, uh... Not Notre Dame, the one across the street. Saint, yeah, what was that called? Anyways, they had pictures of, like, there was first this house, and then they built around it, and then they built around it, and you could see the kind of the story of how... Paris kind of grew from in the inside out. 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's why I love it. That's why you love, love the Latin district because it was the, it's the inside. It's the inside of the cinnamon roll, the gooeyest, sweetest part. Yeah, and the roads are so tiny, cars can't go on them, and you can just see, you can just imagine the Parisians back when, yeah. when they were still Romans. Like, they're still Roman uh, ruins there. Yes, that's so boring, the Roman ruins. <laughs> yeah. I it's didn't... like literally looking at beige. It is a big. It is very beige. beige. Yeah, the first visit that we went on our family visit, we Ugh. went on a tour of it, and the second one, I said we don't have to go again. Thank same God. With, same with catacombs. Oh my God, so boring the catacombs. I give it five stars. What do you give it? I give it like two and a half. It's just so. It's just okay. There's a skull. There's another one. They're all you dead guys, people. Don't listen to her. It's amazing. I've been oh. twice. Paris, France. More than two million people live and work in this 41-square-mile metropolis. And although Paris is one of the world's most instantly recognizable cities, just below the surface of the City of Light lurks a mysterious darkness, a centuries-old labyrinth of tunnels that contains the bones of millions of bodies, the Paris catacombs. When you walk in there, you'll see bones stacked they're everywhere. You'll have thigh bones stacked up in places. You'll have skulls stacked in other places. It's almost like a warehouse of human bones. We don't know which bone goes with which. Sometimes they're just piled up, but sometimes it's almost a decoration where they put them. In some cases, they're more architecturally or artistically placed. There are lined along the walls thousands of skeletons, some with bits of clothing hanging off of them. It's a whole network of tunnels, really. There's about a mile of it that's open to visitors, and you can see some of these places. The catacombs are by far one of the most interesting things I've What's ever seen. What's interesting about it, really, other than that they're dead bodies? Well, there's six million dead bodies. Okay. They are endless tunnels under the cities. Stacked that... on top of each other, yes. We only get to see a tiny bit of that. Yeah. But it's like, for me, it was like, we went down there, and we saw a wall of skulls, and bones, and femurs, and things. And... Yeah. And then you turn the corner and it's like, oh, there's more skulls and femurs and bones and things. And then you turn the corner, oh, there's more skulls and femurs and bones. It and was like, and yeah. more and more and more and more and more. And then you come out. Yeah, but you got to think about like <laughs> the people who set it up like that. Like, what a bunch of crazy monks. Yeah, crazy monks. That's what happens when you, apparently you're celibate for your whole life. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to move on from... The so the Latin, that's why you love the Latin Quarter. I think the Latin Quarter is great. But that the catacombs, is, we, we digress. It's not in the Latin Quarter. Um, yeah, no, it's not. It's close, though. Yeah. You can walk there. So the number second one was St. Germain. Yeah, that's where all the colleges are. Yeah, I like St. Germain a lot, too. I do like the Latin Quarter. Yeah. But what's the, what's the area where um, the Dorsey was? Oh, boy. That was across the river. Yeah, I don't... I need to pull up a map. But anyways, that was a cool neighborhood. I like that neighborhood over yeah, there. I did, too. Oh, that's the 7th arrondissement. That's where we had the best uh, almond croissant in the history of the world. 
Was that there? Uh-huh. I well, thought it was, on, it, was, it was on the way to the no. area. I thought that was on the way to the Montmartre. Well, it was across the river. So it was like, okay. It was in route. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that bakery? No, it was just really good. It was just like a really, really good croissant. And it was, um, we had, last time we went, we went to a bakery in St. Germain on the way to see Jean-Paul Sartre and Simone de Beauvoir's grave. And we went to a bakery. It was just like you walked in and it was like just. Just a little neighborhood pole in the wall. Rows and rows of delicious pastries and tarts, custards and tarts and extravagantly like it's like when do they decorated things? Have they have to, to make eat. these every day? Yeah, it was very like extravagant, and they were just like selling them like it was you know they yeah they make them every day so they're just bagging them up like it wasn't a big deal, and those were delicious, and then we go it's just it's just incredible how. It feels like every bakery you walk into has that just stacked up. Those, what are those things that eclairs like yeah. crazy eclairs with all the piping? Um, so, anyways, we went to this one place, the French Bastards. Yeah, and I, it's five out of five stars. It feels like it's a more hipster, kinda. hipster, newer. Not like you know, my family's been doing this for two hundred years. Yeah, but they just have like really good coffee too. Really good coffee, and their almond croissants were just delicious. Yeah, we bought a bunch. Also, they spoke English, and, <laughs> and they, were they very seemed cool. Cute little hipster kids playing. I know they might have fun music. might have been a lesbian, or just might have been a young person. I can't. Yeah. They look at the or same. just a yeah a young fluid European. They all kind of look yeah gay. They do gayish. So Saint Germain, the islands. I don't know the number. Notre Dame, La Saint Chapelle. That's the we're really that's we're the really church. busting through your list here. Um, that's the church though, La Saint Chapelle. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with Dave Chappelle. Nothing to do with Dave Chappelle. Did you think we were going to see Dave Chappelle? I don't know. I thought there might be an, uh, some sort of chance that Dave Chappelle would show up. I didn't see it's him. It's a church named after Dave Chappelle. It was a lot smaller than I thought. That's the one where we walk through and they do, um, in the general area, they have a lot of functions and the Obamas were there yeah, and all sorts yeah, yeah, of things. Yeah. Like they, were, everybody, they weren't there with us. No, but like everybody from the Obamas before them, like... Napoleon, everybody like had a thing there, a soiree. Yeah, and the the concierge is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, where they showed uh, where it was like the first palace of France. Yes, and they showed those really giant um, places where they would have the huge fires and cook the food in the yeah, kitchens. That was fun. Those are really cool. You guys should go there. I gave it five stars. It's also where Marie Antoinette was imprisoned for yes. a year before yeah. they cut her head off. They didn't cut her head off there, but she had a little prison cell there. She did, and we uh, got a walk through it, and just the night before, I think we had watched, rewatched, the Sofia Coppola movie. Oh, yeah, it was a good one. So it was top of mind, the Marie Antoinette story. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, the fourth arrondissement is where the Pompidou is. Remember that modern art museum? Yes. That's the one I thought was the Dorsey. That's the Pompidou. Okay, okay. So that's why I was a little confused. Yes. Got it. That's where we saw the photographer Lynn Cohen and she was talking. Oh, so great. And got a book on her. Yep. Thank you for Christmas something. or something. It was, uh, but her, she was great. She's from the seventies. 
Yeah, you guys she just died. Google her. Google yeah, Canadian her. photographer. Not French. Really, really good stuff. Influenced a lot of photographers. Oh, my gosh. So she was great. Um, that was, yeah, that was fun. That was um, an interesting experience. Like, uh, it was, it looked like maybe it was built in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, the, the... Pompidou. The Pompidou? It looked like all 80s to me. It looked like a Westerfield mall kind of turned yeah. into... Yeah, I had the outside... Yeah. elevator and yeah it was interesting it was a lot bigger than it looked yeah and then when you outside. went in the, the downstairs it was all like neon lights and you could see movies there or something well there was some private event that we weren't invited to yeah so lame thumbs down Okay, where are we at here? Hmm, Pompidou, got that. Eiffel Tower, 7th arrondissement. We didn't go to the Eiffel Tower this yeah, visit. Yeah, I, I don't, I feel like it's just something you need to do once. We went last visit. Yeah, we went with our son, and that was fun. It was super exciting. It was all lit up at night. Yes, and it was Christmas time. So, so it was beautiful and cold. There's no need to go again. I agree. It's a lot like the Space Needle. Yeah, yes. So. For anybody who's local. Who's and we went to the, whatever the hell the thing, uh, the thing that Hitler took over, that took a picture in front of it. Oh, the Arch de Triomphe. That one. I yes. love that one. We went to that one, and we went up on top of that one. That That's one. also, it was really nice, but don't need to do it again. But that one, you got a nice view of the Eiffel Tower. Yes, Which you did. was kind of fun, because if you go to the Eiffel Tower, you don't have any view, because you, you can't see the Eiffel Tower. But now that you bring up the six floors thing... Um, you, when you get up there, all you do is just kind of see flat Paris. It's very flat. Yeah, but I love the view from there because every single road yeah, you converges can see the snail. on the on the arch to yeah. come out. Like they they set it up pretty cool. Um, go down your list. Check see. it off. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, the the museum of Dorsey had a ridiculous amount of amazing art. You could spend a week there. That was my favorite museum. Because of the clock. The clock was beautiful. It was a great But clock. we had gone to the to the Dorsey, like if we tell a story of what we did. Right? Okay. It's, it, we, uh, first we went, we got there. What did we do the first couple of days? I can't remember. That's my problem. <laughs> it's all out of order in my mind. <laughs> well, we got there from Belgium. Yeah. And we showed up, and the hotel is nice, and it's... Yeah. Do you remember the name? Uh, no. The Art Day something. Some, the, the artists. Some, some, some shit. Yeah, it had a great rooftop bar, and you can have, you know, champagne and... Yeah, we went and... to the rooftop bar, and it was uh, pouring rain. Yeah, but it was still beautiful. And we decided to sit there. And we ordered... Oh, I remember we were like, oh, just give us two, you know, whatever, pink bubble wines... And then it was like $45 a glass. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we should check, we should check the at, price yeah. next. And it, they were getting ready for the kids because they had all the DJ music and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were up early. And then it turns into a, a quite a night spot. Yes. At night. In fact, when you go up there, they say, do you stay at the hotel? Because if they do, they'll let you in. And if you're not, you have to go outside and wait in line.
So that was that. And then oh, we. Look at, there's a picture of our view. Yes, it was really nice. And we had a tiny, we paid for a tiny little balcony that had a tiny little peekaboo view of the Eiffel Tower, which was nice. It was wonderful. Also, the room was the, ti- the smallest room that we've ever stayed in, ever, yeah. on any of our travels. And I think without that outdoor space, it would have felt a little claustrophobic. And I think we got there, um, and hungry, of course, and so we meandered around, and we went to that place, which was like the best meal, and it was our first... Oh, yeah, just a random cafe, don't remember the name. Across the street from Dave Chappelle's house. Yeah, it was right across from Dave Chappelle's. Yeah, so across the street, and that's where where my love affair with steak and frites started. Yeah, I got the chicken, because I love... She got chicken and frites. I got, well, yeah, I wanted chicken and brown, but they didn't have it. So that was yummy, and then we looked at Dave Chappelle's, and we said, oh my gosh, we gotta go there. And then and we did. And you said you had tickets. Yep, I did have tickets. It was beautiful inside. But you had tickets for the wrong day. Oh my god, I did that a lot. Yeah, so that I was kept okay. buying tickets for the wrong day. <laughs> we figured it out. Um, and then while we were there, we said, oh gosh, let's go to the, um, what the hell is it called? The Louvre. The Lurve. And we've been there. Well, I've been, this is my second time. It's your third time being and there. my third time and probably my last time. So we went there and we had seen, we went, the first day we went to the, what is it, Pompidou? Yeah. The Pompidou. Check that out. It was like modern art. There was some street art on the way. Really nice. It's we, great. We it's went a great there kind of after our steak and frites. Came home, chilled, got rained on at the rooftop bar. Next day, we went to um, the pump to the Louvre, the Louvre, uh, the Louvre at in the evening, and which was nice. Yeah, we, we had had, tickets. We, yeah, and we stopped and had um, we had you know every the thing about Paris that I love is you just stop and have drinks and everywhere. Yes, and every every time you have to go to the bathroom, you say let's stop here. I'll yeah. use the bathroom. We'll order some champagne. Yeah, get some snacks. And I had chocolate milk there, and I remember that was the best chocolate milk I've ever had. Yeah, so we went to the Louvre and um, went to the cafe out front and had a champagne, Aperol spritz, and you oh, yeah, they chocolate were good. milk like a child. looks at the Mona Lisa but the Mona Lisa is so crowded you guys like it just look at it in a book <laughs> it's not that exciting but my thing with the Louvre is I that's when I started to have problems with the art so the the Pompidou obviously was modern art so it was m- more representative of more than white dudes oh yeah I forgot about this you really struggled at the I Louvre I did I really did first was... there was all the stolen art yeah stolen artifacts that's yeah. uncomfortable and it's like there's I felt like I really wanted there to be a place that you had to go through before you experienced all the art that said you need to come in here and we need to tell you to your face every single human that comes here that this is a um uh, a myopic white supremacist version of history. 100%. And I think they need to say that. 
and have everyone go, okay, I got it. And then you can go in with the proper context. Because the way that it's celebrated, it, it reminded me of when I was in my philosophy classes as a young person and everything we read about were white dudes um, in philosophy because that was, that's, you know, the canon is kind of mostly comprised of that. But nobody ever said, nobody ever put a bird on it and said, hey, BTW, this is pretty fucked up, but we're still, it still has something to tell us, so we're still going to, we're still going to study this, but you should know this is pretty fucked up, and there's other opinions and voices and ideas out there that are of just, uh, of the same merit and weight, and I feel like they needed that in the Louvre, and then I went into the Louvre, and it's so much like this is what history is, and presenting you this one-sided white version of history that's based on, like, slavery and white supremacy and yeah. religion that it just started to make me physically sick and I was getting so mad through the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like never wanted to go back to the Louvre again. What's that movement? I don't remember what year it was. It was in the early 1900s where, or mid-1900s where it was uh, the only women in the museums. Oh making. yeah. Was it? God that. It's not. Wait. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That, that movement. That the only women are naked or they're holding babies. Yeah, it's the only way you can get in a museum. Yeah, and then... It um, does kind of screw your mind up about, like, women artists. They're just... You don't see them at those big museums. You don't see them. There was, like, one or two tiny ones. And then also, beyond women, there was, like... It was all white people or... Slaves. Slaves. Yeah, that's all. And it was horrible. It was, it was just that I had enough. Um, so, but, you know, so we went through the Louvre, which is a very, like, this kind of... Uh, deconstruction started when I first walked in and it lasted the whole time which is a really long time for to carry it because it's a really it's long time. It's a big visit. museum. But glad we did it. You know, go see it. It's all the supposed masters. But there. it's also a lot of artifacts like uh, sculptures from Greece. Stolen artifacts. Stolen art. Yeah. All <laughs> the Egyptian stuff. Yes. All the Roman stuff. It's 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 cool to see um, but it, it is not my favorite kind of museum. No, it's cool to see, but it would be better if they had a disclosure that everybody had to, maybe with AI and um, the metaverse, that you can walk through a metaverse that, like, says, lets it sink in that this is yeah. fucked up. Before you, before, like, before you go in. It's like when you have to, when you download, uh, go to an app on your phone and you have to accept cookies before you, yeah, before you right. go further. You need some sort of accepting the cookies of white supremacy before you go through the loop. I love this. The future's going to be great. Yes, it is. It needs to happen. Somebody needs to get on that. We just saw the crowd for the Mona Lisa, and it was not as crowded as last time we were no. here. No, and they put in a different line situation, so you had to, like, wind your way up yeah, and Elliot just, would, like, push yourself Elliot up. would have been bummed because last time he just pushed his way to the front like he was at a rap concert yeah so <laughs> you know what's funny what what's funny well we're gonna go see the Venus right so until very way too recently way too recently I just assumed I don't even know if I ever thought about it but I just assumed that she, that statue was made without arms. Are you serious? <laughs> no. And I had a moment, like literally, like in the last couple of months, where I actually stopped and thought about it, and I was like, wait a second. It's really, really old. <laughs> the arms just fucking fell off. It's very old. I thought, oh, how funny. It's just a sculpture without arms. Oh, look at the mummy box. Oh, yeah. 
That's funny. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, nobody read to me as a child, so that's what I blame. Um, so then we did that, and then we went to Montmartre. Is that yeah, you say it? Yeah, the, the, na- the na- neighborhood, let me see, number 18. Number 18. We walked the whole way. It's formerly a village of the same name, high up on the hills above Paris. And this is where my wife does her research on um, people tricking you, oh, and wait. I do not. Later in the outline, I have a whole list of... Oh, so should I not talk about it? Yeah, now? I've got a... Oh, we need to go through the, yeah. the list. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, so keep going by your list then. Well, Montmartre is wonderful. You can sp- I, I, I love it there. I, we spent the whole day just... You want to unzip? Yeah. Woo! It's hot in here. Um, yeah. But, but spent the whole day meandering the hills and looking at stuff and wandering into the little museum. What was it? Museum de Montmartre. Yeah, that was a great place. And it had a, a whole... It was nice after the Louvre because it had all women surrealist painters, and it also has Renoir's actual garden, including the swing with the lady on it, but not the lady, because she's yeah. dead. Yeah, only she's the swing. Dead. But I sat on the lady. Her skeleton was there. Didn't I sit on it so you could take a picture of me? Yeah, like I was you the just lady. looked just like the lady. Yeah, but not not with a dress, just with yeah. pants. Oh, wow. So yeah, and then so that had a vibe of like Butmar has a vibe of like. Uh, rebellion and yeah. artistic, uh, uh, you know, non-compliance. And I'm sure it was male-dominated. Oh, it was, 100%. But there were little peaks of women artists. Yeah. And women, like, writers. and Yeah. And it was very white, still. Yeah. I mean, it's Paris. So. Yes, exactly. So, but, so it was still all the things, I guess, that um, the Louvre was in terms of, like, but it wasn't presenting itself as the, as the authoritarian, as the authority of all things. Yeah. It was just more of a peekaboo into rebellious artistic culture. Yeah, I loved it. It was really nice. And that it's cute buildings and great little cafes, and you guys should all walk through there. There's a little touristy times, and there's the the people who do the paintings. You know, they just stand around and they try to get you to let them paint you. Yeah, for money. Yeah, we got to do champagne, uh, had some nice champagne and a nice charcuterie, charcuterie Yeah, but board. you know what? Their charcuterie boards are weird in Paris. This happened twice where they would serve us like these really delicious cheeses and beautiful breads and then, you know, some salami and stuff, which is great. And then these like weird meat pate things that were unidentifiable <laughs> and I ate some just because, you know, you have to They're cry. like the version of the pudding. Oh, in Ireland? Yeah. Just yeah. like, what the hell is this? Exactly. This, like... Oh, our pictures went away. The pudding and then the, uh, what was it in Amsterdam? <laughs> the bitter ball. The bitter ball. And it's just some meat, jumbled meat situation. We have, we're in, I don't know how to say, is it Montmartre? Yep. Is that really how you say it? That's a sign right there. All right. Not sure if it's that's how we say it, but that's with an American accent. Okay. And there's a gentleman playing the um, accordion. 
accordion. Can you hear him? We're eating um, a, pl a plancha. I keep saying sp in, in Spanish. Yeah, Shana keeps speaking Spanish. <laughs> We're having a um, cheese and charcuterie, charcuterie board, spritzes, hers and their spritzes. There's some minced meat pate, which I'm not super jazzed about. Everything else is delicious. Um, we're part of other people's movies as they're doing selfie sticks walking by. A lot of people. And you know what I heard once? Huh. That we're going to end up in their dreams. Where where'd you hear that? That that's where when you have a dream with a stranger in it, it's probably from somebody you walked by. And now we're in their permanent videos of their vacation to Paris. Yeah. Eating minced meat pâtés. Maybe we'll be repeat fixtures in their dreams. Wouldn't that be weird? We'd never know. Yeah, that's a creepy thought. All right. Yeah, I didn't love it. But um, it was good to try. But we got that at a couple places where we'd ask for the, the meat plate and they'd bring out this... This weird mushy So we stuff. just nibbled around the meatballs, essentially. Not meatballs, like Italian meatballs, but like meat mush, I guess. Um, so yeah, so Montmartre's really nice. And yeah, they had the, five stars. The We should really get the names down of the things that we saw, because I can't remember them. The, something, the Rose place on the corner, that's like a famous pink little building. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Mason de Rose or something. Moulin Rouge, but we didn't go in there. No, that, yeah, that wasn't up there. But we saw the movie. Uh, yes, I remember that. We walked through number three, number two, nine, and number ten, but we didn't stop. Yeah, so we... So in those three, don't count. number nine, number ten, what? Arrondissements. Yes, but we did not stop. We walked through them. Yeah, we walked a lot that day. Yes, it was a lot of steps. 20,000 20, plus steps. Good steps. Um, I think we didn't mention enough how great the Museum Adorsay is. Well, we haven't got there yet in our story. Oh, I thought we did. A ridiculous amount of amazing art. We could have spent a week there. <laughs> we, went, we went there after Montmartre. Oh, so you're doing it in, in order I'm trying to trip. create a story, a journey, a vibe. You're going down your list to check it off. And this, friends, is marriage. <laughs> exactly. So... <laughs> go down your list it's important for you to have your list and and write and literally read your bullet points yeah. trying to fill in context thank goodness you're here <laughs> okay when do we get to the museum when the next day okay well i can't turn the page till we mention it so what happened oh it's great yeah. lots of good art you guys should go it's five stars so but what's great about it all the art it was amazing everybody was <laughs> what there. kind of art everything Everything wonderful. It's everything wonderful. Like, was Frida Kahlo there? She wasn't there. No, but she could have been. Yeah. Was there? Was it photography? There was no photography. <laughs> was it surrealism? There was no surrealism. So what was what was so great about it? Was, it was, just was Pablo Picasso there? Did they have Picasso? No, that was at they had it at the. It Pompidou. was all the impressionists and the post-impressionists. They, they had it at the Pompidou. Wasn't it all impressionists and post-impressionists? Yes. So it was all that 
Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, and it was all, you know, it was all those greatest hits. And I feel like these guys were really popular in the 1980s, you know? They were, but, With the mall prints. But seeing them live and in person, I see why they were popular. Yeah, they're great, because I think because of their popularity in the 1980s, I was like, I don't know about these guys. But then... You see them up close. And then you can see the progression of... So their whole thing, I'm not an art historian by any means. I barely know anything about it. But from what I gathered, their whole deal was like they're starting to kind of reimagine artistic expression. Yeah, because the, the camera had been invented. Right. And so they're reimagining it with their strokes and then their interpretations of uh, the kind of intensely, like, what you'll see in the Louvre, right, which is all very intensely realistic, port, like, port, like, right. print, like pictures, right, to your point. So then they start to do this, and then they get into this impressionist thing where... And then you can see the progression from Impressionism to Post-Impressionism, where they're just growing and evolving, and they all kind of knew each other, Yeah. and they all, like, were vibing and influencing each other. And they're all like, you guys, Vincent's getting really weird. Yeah, and they were like, um, that one uh, in Toulouse-Lautrec Yeah, he's, he's always been my he favorite. Great. Um, and, and some of the things Mary were, Cassett, she's a lady. Yeah, she was there. Some of the themes were dark. Some of them were very nature, you know, kind of focused. A lot of them were nature focused. And um, the one guy, Degas, who was like... He's the best. uh, He was the one who was very interested in women in ordinary... Doing ordinary things. Yeah, and dancing. Yeah, but like dancing. But that's when he... And then he went to some island. No. Who was the guy who went to the island? That was... uh, The Tahitian situation. That was... Oh, God. Am I blanking on his name? He was he hung out with Vincent Van Gogh. They were roommates. Oh, hold on, you guys. Well, anyways, Degas though was like he was the guy who was like who would paint the woman like like in bed, like laying around, like getting up, dressing, that type of thing, right? Was that Degas? That might have been Latrec. No, well, Latrec had the one where he's put pulling up the stockings. And he it was did all the, the Gauguin. You're thinking of Gauguin. Gauguin. Well, no, Gauguin's the guy who went to the island. Who went to Tahiti. Yeah, but is he the guy who would do the women in the... It was Degas who would do the women in the... Yeah. More like... uh, I think we we were listening and they were talking about how he was interested in women like... Ironing. Working and ironing and yeah, like the domestic stuff Mm -hmm. that they would do and shining a light on that. Which was nice to see because they all had their clothes on. Yes. Well, sometimes they did it with him. But different from the Louvre. Yes, so that was uh, interesting to see, um, to see all of that. But yeah, so it was all like the way, obviously, you know, these people who do these museums know what they're doing. It's all like laid out all nicely and it takes you down the story and this progressive. Then you stop in the middle for champagne at the cafe. Yep, and then the big clocks behind you. So yeah, the the Dorsey, I think in my, it was the Montmartre Museum and the Dorsey were the best museums. I agree. And... I think if you don't have a lot of time in Paris, just skip the Louvre, honestly. Unless you love Egyptian artifacts that were probably stolen. Okay, so we forgot the name of our hotel, but we gave it five stars. (laughs) I'm sure uh, Sabrina will... Put it in here, right? I'll find it. it. I'll find it, and I'll, I'll put a little... I'll drop it in. Yeah. 
Um, did you want to talk about French culture and how they really seem to love the Fast and the Furious? The Fast and the Furious? Everywhere we went, they were advertising oh, the Fast yeah, and the Furious. Yeah, I guess so. I do like how they just, strolling by the river was a thing. Yeah, I do love that. That was really, really nice. There's a lot of strolling, and we strolled a lot. Uh, more so than last time. Because well, it was we so were... cold the f- when we yes. first went. And, you know, walking around and just kind of looking at things uh, quietly by the river is very much an owl activity. Yeah, but when we went with our 19-year-old, he, he wanted to shop a lot. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of, like, just, you know, meandering uh, by the river. So we did that, and there's a lot of places along the river where you can stop, and we have pizza, and really good pizza and then yeah, that had drinks and we went across Carmela's Bridge again. Oh, Carmela's Bridge. You guys, if you've seen The Sopranos, you know the bridge. It's But it is spectacular in person. Yes, so we went across that and um, uh, channeled the energy of Carmela, which was nice. Carmela Soprano. And uh, one night we were, ooh, when we went to our Italian restaurant where we had to sit on oh, each other's yeah. laps. So, that was funny. So we were trying to find a pizza place that didn't exist anymore, that we had gone to on our previous trip. And then we were like, we're so hungry, but we don't know where to eat. And then you somehow randomly pulled up this like amazing five-star little tiny restaurant that was all homemade everything. And they didn't speak any English, but they only spoke Italian. And it was so tiny that they had to... Um, pull the table out and then Shauna sat down and they put the table back because you were sitting so close to your to the person eating next to you yeah so you couldn't you couldn't slide in between the tables because you'd knock all of their dishes off so you're stuck no going to the toilet but it was worth it it was really really good probably some of the best food I've ever had in my whole life yeah it was delicious and so then we ate that and when it was time to leave the People sitting next to us who are also Americans got up and let me walk through there. Oh yeah, which was nice. And weren't they? Were they arguing? The they were. Well, they were. Um, like she was like a poopy pants, and he was like. He was excited about stuff that was going on in his life. They were older. Older couple, than us. Older than us. And she was just being a crank, and he was like, "I'm married to a crank, and my life is sad." That's kind of the vibe of the table. <laughs> yeah, it was. Everything he would say, she would just like shoot down and be like, "So." Was she looking at her phone the whole time, too? Yeah, and she was completely disinterested. And he was trying to have a conversation. But who knows, maybe maybe this was their one trip together after he had the affair with the secretary. Who knows? Yeah, that's probably true. And she was like, let him have it. I'm sick of him. Yeah, she's like, I'm tired of hearing about your your softball league. Yeah, it was that's what he was talking about. He was talking about a softball, and she's like, I... So boring. So, anyway, she was really nice to us because we were owls. Yeah, and she she looked. she was probably thinking about her how she could have been an owl once. She, she still has time. She still has time, and she maybe she should have been an owl because she wouldn't have to deal with this dummy talking about his softball league. Yeah, that's that's true. the vibe that she gave us. This longing look of wish I had that lifestyle. Yeah, she did, and but it was nice. She got up and moved her entire self out of yeah. the, your way so that you could slide. It was very out. very nice. So I sl- slid out. Um, high five the guy on the way on the way out about his softball victories. You're like, way to go! It was way to go, dude. And then we left. And then when we left, we walked by the river. When I was young, it seemed that life was so wonderful, a miracle. 
Oh, it was beautiful and magical And all the birds in the trees Well, they'd be singing so happily Oh, joyfully and Was that the night we saw the band? Yes, and we heard And it was a beautiful night And the sun was at Or not the sun, the moon It was romantic Yeah, I guess so It was romantic And um, it was a really nice evening we were just walk. It was the kind of evening where you just want to walk forever, and then we heard the sound of a big band. And I love big bands, you guys. So it was I like love it. I love eight or ten people with bands, tubas, and circus bands, all like, the bands. They had all the instruments that you have in a big band, and there's like ten of them, and they were in a circle. And we got closer, and they were playing Super Tramp. I know the logical it was song. So amazing. And it was amazing. And there were people dancing, and the, the there was like river boats cruising by, and there was people, people were stopping listening to and them, just, and people just sit out there, and like the lifestyle is so, sl- like I want to say slow, yeah. but I don't know if that's doing it justice. It's just like very present. You're very much in the Maybe moment. Maybe that's it. Yeah. So I feel like they they it's live, intentional. They live a little better than us there. Definitely. Because of that slowness and in the momentness, there's not a lot of looking at your phones. Yeah. You're just present. I took my phone out to film them because I was just, yeah. I loved it. I loved the music. And we hung out there for quite a while. Did we get champagne there or did we? No, we just walked by okay. and sat there and hung out. And danced a little. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. So that was kind of the, one of the highlights, I think, of the trip for me. For me, too. And it was nice that the weather was um, not so cold. Because when yes. we went before, it was at, in December, so it was really, really cold. But the first time we went there in December, it was really, really cold. But everywhere you walked, there were um, mulled wine cellars. So you, yes. just, you just were constantly drinking warm wine. Do that you was... have any funny parts on your outline? Because we're getting pretty boring. horn band, simple pleasures of sitting, walking, and drinking spitzers by the water. Um, mentioned the parks we didn't go to. I don't know why I would put that. <laughs> what parks did we go to? There's oh, the a lot of there's a lot of parks that we didn't go yeah. to. Uh, Shakespeare and Company. We didn't go this time, but we went last time. Yes. That's you want to mention them? They're good. No, they, it's an old ass bookstore. And people sleep in the shelves. Yeah, it's cool. You should go. It, but you know what? I wanted to buy a book, but everything's in French. The catacombs didn't go this time, but it had been twice. Hold six million people. We already talked about this. Yes. Okay. Cafe lifestyle. Walk till you have to peace and drink champagne. Uh, French foods. We've already talked about French yeah, food. Yeah, we're being very efficient. I'm just saying, are we going to be funny? I don't think we so. We just went down your your outline. I don't we didn't think tell so. any jokes. Landmarks and must-sees. All the street art. There That's is, not funny. But there's a lot of street art. Yes, a lot of street art. For size. 
We didn't go this time. No, because it's incredibly boring. I would never go again. I loved it. I loved it, you guys. We, I listened to everything the whole way. Oh, it's so fucking and they, boring. And they have a little Bavarian village outside oh, for, God. for the dead queen. If you need any more evidence of it being boring, a little Bavarian village. It says here, Sab would go anytime. Yes. Oh, God. That was like, that was a long day. It was, I loved it. Paris Disneyland. No, we, of course we didn't go there. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. It sparkles. Yes, okay. Louvre. Never not crowded. Yes, and full of white supremacist art. Uh-oh. Hold on. We gotta pause. Notre Dame. R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. We went there... The first time. Yes, and before the... The the last Christmas before the fire. Yeah. So, but they said they should be back in 2024 for the Olympics. So if you're planning a trip, you will get to see it. And yeah. by all means, go. And for the Olympics, they also cleaned that river so people could swim in it. I think that's so weird. Yeah, it was probably looked like our drain that we got cleaned out the other day. Oh, God, our house flooded. Oh, that's sludge. Our house flooded. It's, it's a terrible story. It is. Um, the Sacre Coeur. I can't say that I don't right. I that is. It's the, the white... Uh, uh, church up on top of the hill. In oh Montmartre. yeah, at the Montmartre. Oh wait, hold on, you guys. Somebody's emptying their trash. <laughs> Give us a second. Yes, is church this when it's okay to talk about? I'm getting to it. Okay. It's right here. The church at the top of Montmartre. Yes. Um, has a lot of pickpockets. Yes. Okay. So wait a minute. Oh, you know what? The Italian food place, I have the name of it. In oh. Inza Famiglia. There you go. That's Doll 1963. I'm sure I'm saying that Doll. wrong. Doll? The D-A-L, that's what it says. Interesting. Dude, yeah. Five stars, best food of their entire trip. Ordered nachos. Ordered nachos. <laughs> she ordered nachos. No. She said, give me some fucking nachos. And the Tagliatelle, the staff only spoke Italian. But the kitchen crew looked East Indian. <laughs> Why is that relevant? I don't know. Oh my god! Strike that from the record. Who cares? Well, for an Italian food place, I just oh imagined a whole bunch of nonos in the background. Just a whole oh bunch of granny. God. Um, oh, we eavesdrop next to the unhappy Americans next to us. See, you do all the outline without looking at the outline. Yeah. Because I close my eyes and I revisit. Okay, well, I have in here the restaurant by our hotel, St. Andrew, three stars, good drinks, just okay food. What place was that? It's right downstairs from our hotel. Oh, yeah, the corner. Really great location. Yeah. Um, oh, did you want to talk about the old-timey uh, restaurant we went to? Oh, we went to an old-time restaurant. Procopi. Good food. Napoleon ate there. Very old spaghetti factory. It's it was definitely an old spaghetti, really expensive old spaghetti factory. It was but, good. Oh, I loved it. And uh, I, it was like only French things were eaten there, so I had a tummy ache later. Yeah. But all, it was filled with old uh, Napoleon stuff. Yeah, and like Ben Franklin and shit ate there. Yeah, he ate there a lot. Thomas Jefferson, all those people. Mm-hmm. The Procope is the oldest cafe in Paris. The cafe is located in the heart of Saint-Germain-de-Prés and has been around since the year 1686. Many great writers and intellectuals have dined and visited Le Procope. 
Rousseau, Montesquieu, Voltaire, even Benjamin Franklin. Supposedly, Benjamin Franklin wrote a chapter of the American Constitution here. When you visit the cafe, you'll see all sorts of history being framed around the walls. The cafe offers traditional French cuisine. Okay, 62nd Paris, pay attention. We are inside La Procope in the 6th, Paris's oldest restaurant, about 1686. And if you come in here, into this sort of right ring, right wing in here, you will see a plaque to one of the luminaries who used to come here all the time, and that would be Thomas Jefferson. And there were quite a few others who came in. It was quite the illustrious society. And if you scoot over here very quickly, so I'd set that table through the door, and that's the very nice manager who's letting me do this, and pop out through here, you will see what? The hat, the chapeau, carnet, whatever it's called, of Napoleon. Why is that there? Well, Napoleon could often, young Napoleon, could often not pay his bills. And what would he do? Take my hat, and that'll settle the bill. I might be famous someday, and then you can put it in a, you know, in a frame, and people will come and see it and do videos on it. <laughs> there it is, Napoleon's hat, La Procope. And there we are in the sixth Metro Odeon, 1686, oldest restaurant in Paris. French culture, French etiquette is saying bonjour before starting a conversation in shops. And Shauna kept speaking Spanish by mistake. Yes, I, I get my languages mixed up. I don't know French, so if I'm in a foreign land, I automatically think I'm somewhere where Spanish is spoken. Yeah, they, they looked at her funny. Yeah. French people seem nice and did want to be tipped. Yes, they, the service was much better than Holland. Yeah, for sure. Um, French people think they're funny, but they're usually not funny. Is there any funny French people? I mean, I don't know. I saw them, like, acting out and laughing. I was like, that's not really that funny. Who and was acting out and laughing? They were making fun of the tourists. I saw them making fun of the tourists. Who? Who's them? French people. Just walking down the street, pointing and laughing at people? Yes. Well, and I, maybe they're just assholes. Yeah, maybe they, Maybe those were just assholes. <laughs> and the... Again, I mentioned the Fast and the Furious. Oh, and... Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, if they think Fast and the Furious is an awesome movie... It's not. There's some problems. I want to talk about our cabaret guy. What was his name? Silviano. Joe Silviano? Yeah. We saw him the last trip, and, and I gave him a million stars. It's a private cabaret that you book through Airbnb events, and he puts on a, a really great French history through song. Yes, in uh, his apartment. And he speaks English, so he can talk to everybody. But it's a very tiny apartment, which is the best part, and you're like sitting there with eight other people from around the world, and yeah. he's putting on this whole show in his living room. Yeah, but he does, but that makes it sound No, it's crazy. Great. It's no, amazing. It's, it's and then slightly they, crazy. It's great. And then he takes, I do remember he took our coats and put them in the bathtub yes exactly so it's crazy in just all the perfect ways and they serve he's he had hors d'oeuvres and and wine and we you chit chat with everybody ahead of time we made friends with some queers from mexico city friends is a strong word yeah well we chatted (laughs) yes i don't remember their names one was from oxnard oh i thought they were from mexico city uh one of the well there was one person that i guess we made friends with that was from oxnard okay and then there were some people from Russia, maybe? Yep, Russia. They didn't speak very good English, so I didn't talk to them. Yeah. I was in a movie she was in. She recorded it for that movie. And in this uh, song, she addresses the women. 
The song is called Avec son tralala. With her tralala. And basically she gives advice and like her secret to all the women. And she says, you know, girls, to have all the men at your feet, you don't have to be beautiful. No. You just have to have your own little tralala. And the most important thing, she says, he adds, know how to use it. Elle habitait ses villes et toute la ville. C'était la plus agile de toutes les Anyway, if you get a chance to see Joe Silvino Cabaret, yeah, I'll post go. it on the Instagram. You should definitely do that. It's worth it. It is worth it. It's entertaining and amazing. Okay, are we done? No, I have travel tips and resources. <laughs> okay. Using the Paris Metro. Wrap it up. Really? Are we? Are you bored? Well, I'm not bored, but when are we going to talk about the Bob Mark pick, pickpockets? Right now, up okay. here. Well, see? Travel tips and resources. Use the Paris Metro. It's very easy. Safety tips. Sabrina is going to list all the scams. Okay, go ahead. And... Pickpockets, so they, especially phones, get pickpocketed. Yeah, it's weird. It's such an old-timey thing to do, a pickpocket. Yeah. So it's still be, alive and well in Paris. You it's, gotta be careful. It's a, it's a very uh, bustling industry. Anywhere that there's, like, tourists, like when we went to Montmartre, the, yes. how do you say that church at the top? You just said it, Sacre de something. Sacre de something. Yeah. Um, that, there is, um something called the friendship bracelet and this is where <laughs> it's not like what taylor swift gave travis kelsey karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me it's not like that at all <laughs> they come up to you want to shake your hand and then when they do they tie this thread onto your wrist and then they charge you tons of money for it because they got you hooked on your wrist and they won't let go of you and and of course i like have Somebody came up to you to do that, right? They weren't doing that. They were doing something else, but it was a different... It was signing up for something. Oh, yeah. That one is the sign my petition. Yes, that one. <laughs> so, and I was like, no, I can't do it. And you're like, whatever. no, I'm from America. And they said, it doesn't matter. And I was like, okay. And then they talked about, like, sad children and stuff. And Did I, I like, push you along? Yes, you came in and you, you swooped me away right as I was about to get lured into their web. Yeah, so the way that, that scam works is one person... Like, distracts you. Yes, it tells you about really sad children. And the other person, who you don't even know is there, is... Uh, no, the, the person had a sad child with them who was pretending to be a sad child, who pretended to be blind and was like, ah, you know, doing all these things. Oh, my goodness. And so I was like, oh, shit. And they were like... That maybe the kid is the pickpocket. You Somebody's going to be a pickpocket. Somebody's a pickpocket. Have a life. There's the fake charity donation. Maybe that was it. I don't know. It was one of them. And you know that the money's not going to any charity. No. There's the fake water. I mean, it's real water. But, <laughs> but they're selling water. So it's a guy or gal. Is it toilet water? I don't think it's toilet water, but I think it's just like... The, they go around and they collect empty bottles. So you buy yourself a, I don't know, a smart water. You uh -huh. drink it. 
you put the lid on it or you don't and you throw it in the garbage and then somebody goes through and picks those out and it does what to them fills them up with tap water oh, fucking disgusting and then they sell them all for a dollar or a euro at oh, these because you're hot you're gross. hot you're hot and tired that is, that is the worst of all of them i know it's tricks. not it's not very neighborly The shell games. We saw some shell games. Oh, yes, we did. And, and the one guy got mad because somebody was filming it or something. Yeah, you're not allowed to film them because if you do that, you'll see that it's all fake. Yeah. Because the they have fake people who are fake playing and fake winning. Yeah, how much do you think these people make, these scammers? I don't know, but they must they make They pay the rent with this? They must because they come back every single day. So if you're, imagine if you're a dummy and you're like, like me, I was a dummy. Oh no, you, you're just a good-hearted person who wanted to help the little blind child. I did. So imagine if you're a dummy. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I want to make some easy money. Look how much money they're making from the shell game. That guy there keeps getting it right over and over, and he's getting all this money. I'm ready to make a quick dollar, and then multiple dollars. Then you, you know, then you go up and. Play. Hey, let me play this shell game. And then, of course, you lose all your money. Because the guy winning's in on it. Do you guys get that? Did yes, you get that? It's a, it's a scam. Yeah. Well-orchestrated scam. And there's the dropped ring scam. Okay, we're, we're really getting into all the scams. I think people should be aware <laughs> of what's happening. So if somebody comes up to you and says, Did you drop this ring? Or, Here's a ring that fell. You just say, no, thank you. And well, I, I'd say that's not my ring. But then they're like, oh, but you should have it. I want you to have it. And then they stick it on your finger, and then they charge you money. <laughs> that seems like a weird one. Yeah, it is a weird one. I think one of the weirdest one is tying a rope, a little tiny string around you, and that somehow they're going to keep you hostage with that little tiny thread. We saw that happen, though. I know. The lady got real mad and started yelling at Because they go for the dummy kids. They... Yeah, and the, the mom came over and was like, Un- unleash my child. And they're like, 20 euros. <laughs> She's like, no. She's like, motherfuckers. <laughs> she was pissed. <laughs> but she ended up paying. She did. 20 euros she per like, kid. There were two kids. Oh my God, both kids got hooked yeah. into the thread. It's the tiniest thread. It's I so know. weird. Then there's another one that I think we were nearly victims of, the ATM scam. Oh yeah, where they, your card doesn't work. So the, so the thief jams a, jams the card reader somehow, I don't know how. And then when you push your card in, your card gets stuck, and then the messages are all in French. Like, who knows what it's saying? Do we have these types of scams in the states? I think we. I think. Or we do just we have just murder. punch people? Yeah, the, punch people in the murder. face and take their stuff. I think that one. Oh, these are charming. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, yeah. nobody gets shot. Yeah. Anyway, your your number gets or your card gets stuck, and he tells you he can help you because he can speaks English and French and then anyway he steals all your money alright well we're ending this one on quite the note do you have anything else to say no otherwise uh, Paris is great it's fun we had a wonderful time walking around when we were when we went to Paris after our trip you know we had just come as you know from Amsterdam then to Belgium and so I was like we had to spend four days in Paris. Like, I was tired. Yeah, and you were like, I wish we were just going home. And then I got the Paris second wind. It whispered into my ear. The, the city of light or the city of love or whatever it is. Yeah, and I, think, I had a great time. I have to say that 
Ending in Paris was great because it did it did give you a lift. It is you're, you know at least we're familiar with it and yeah, and it's got that that easy way of living. It's very very busy but very very easy. It is busy but still like just walk, meandering through the city. Yeah. There's nothing better. And then we flew home. We went to Charles de Gaulle, which is the part we were in for Delta. Were we on Delta? Yes. It was kind of janky. Yeah, it didn't have a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, and we had to, what did we get? Just like a, a meat plate with the weird yeah. sausage meats? Yeah. Yeah, how about the Delta flight? Do you remember? Great. That? I don't remember anything. We put our compression socks on and off we went. Folks, as you get older, you need compression socks. Don't, don't pull a Logan. Yeah, from Succession. Yeah. Or, uh, who was Princess uh, Leia? Yeah, whatever her name was. Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Who died on an airplane. R.I.P. She, she wasn't wearing compression socks. Yeah, she was She was old. It wasn't young Princess Leia. Was... She's older than what us. What the hell was her name? You guys, this happened. <laughs> God, Princess Leia, everybody knows her name. I know on the other side of this, there's somebody like listening to us going... Screaming her name because yeah. we're such idiots. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to play a game of who was who that human in that movie with us. It's maddening. Yeah, it is. It's maddening. Um, but I think we're going to wrap up Paris. I'm sure we forgot a lot of stuff. Um, what the fuck is her name? It's going to drive me crazy. Go to the French Bastards. See the private cabaret with Joe. Yeah. What's his name? I don't fucking know. I don't know anybody's name anymore. All right. Um... <laughs> Leah Fisher. No. Leah Fisher? Who's <laughs> Leah Fisher? <laughs> Fucking Princess Leia. No. 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 It's not correct. Julie Fisher. No. No. Anne Fisher. <laughs> what the fuck is her name? You're almost friends with her. Fisher is her last name. Yeah, because she was, like, born from the famous... The famous Fishers? Who yeah, was the famous the Fishers? Actor. There's no famous actor. I know she has a famous Here, actor, but their last name is not Fisher. Let me look it up. Oh, my God. What is her name? She was the most famous person. Hold on, let me look up. Leah Fisher. Oh my god, it takes forever to Google it, too. Carrie. Carrie fucking Fisher. That's who it is. Carrie fucking Fisher didn't wear compression socks, died on the plane. Don't do that. Don't be a Carrie Fisher. And her parents were Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher. Eddie Fisher, the famous Eddie Fisher. I mean, he was famous. For when our parents were young. I guess. Debbie Reynolds, too. Debbie Reynolds was, yeah. Did she die after Carrie Fisher? 2016. When did Carrie Fisher die? Carrie Fisher died. Uh, I think she had to watch her kid die. 2016. Oh my god, they died back to back. Oh yeah, they did die back to back. Because I think the mom was like, I'm out. I'm not living without her. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That's very sad. Jeez, this is a doubter. Alright, you guys have fun. Wear the compression socks! Don't put your mom through that. Thanks for listening to Hoots the Podcast. Yeah. This this, this episode is dedicated to Carrie Fisher. Yeah. No, what'd you call her? (laughs) Leah Fisher. Leah Fisher. This is dedicated to Leah Fisher. Hey, you guys, you know what? If you could could do this for us, this would be a real solid. If you could go. Oh, a real solid gangsta. If you could go (laughs) to the iTunes and leave us a review, that would be great. I don't know if the iTunes. I don't know if it's a thing. I, I don't know if it's a thing. Is that why we're not getting any reviews? <laughs> I think it is. I heard someone say iTunes on something the other day, so I, I retract. I think it might be a thing, but I don't know. Don't, doesn't everyone just go to Apple TV or I don't think Apple I, Music? 
Well, wherever you listen to podcasts, please give us a thumbs up. Or the podcast, the 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 purple little app that's on your phone. It's called Podcasts. I just call every, I call everything the iTunes. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. the Podcast is an independently produced podcast. Thank you for listening. Please give us a review. Thank you so much. It's Thank you. We, we appreciate your support. We'll be back we soon. We love spending this time with you. We'll be back soon. Even though we can't see your face. But I can't imagine your face. <laughs> it's a beautiful face. Okay, bye. So the sun finally came out for us on our very last day. Paris is showing off. Bonjour, pompadou, pompadou. Pompadou, pompadou, enchanté. <laughs> merci, merci beaucoup. We are down by the um, river, Sien. Sien. Yep, and as you can hear, there's a clinking of ice cubes from a almost finished Aperol Spritz. Just called the Spritz here. It went down real, real quick. And we are looking at Carmela Soprano's bridge, and we're about to go across that. And we're sitting at this cute little place by the river where they sell these lovely-looking pizzas, but we can't have one because we just had a quiche at the museum. Like, literally 20 minutes ago. Yeah, so that would be excessive. But having another Aperol Spritz is not excessive. And there's families everywhere. You have to stay hydrated. Yes, it's true. And everybody's out and about on a Saturday sunny afternoon in Paris. There's runners. There's people in deep conversations because apparently the Parisians are very good at connecting as humans because that's all I ever see them doing is leaning into each other and having intense conversations. It is called the Cafe Life. I also don't see a lot of people on their phones ever. No. Oh my god, that's a really good point. Not one human here is on a phone except for us. Americans. Yeah, America. But we're talking into it to each other so it's different than staring at it. So... Sabrina, now that you, you know, we're on our last day, you've had your 50th Aperol Spritz of the day, what um, are you looking forward to most going back to the Estado Cidinas? Well, I am honestly a little bit homesick, so I'm excited. I'm so excited to see the dogs. Oh, they're, they're going to be so excited. I'm so excited to see our son when we do see him, when he's back in town visiting. Yes. And I, I can't stop thinking about getting our shingles vaccine because we're really overdue. <laughs> yes, I feel like that's the second time you've brought up the shingles vaccine. So I think this weekend. Feel maybe. like it's top of mind for you. We should probably go this weekend. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a really exciting place. Does I know we need to get it because I don't want to Diane Feinstein the situation. Yeah, she looks like death. Yeah, but she's also really old. But I've heard of a lot of people our age-ish getting the shingles. See lately. what I mean? Let's go get it next weekend. Yeah, but is there, uh, is there whatever, like like the COVID vaccine? Are we going to be sick? I don't know. I mean, I guess we just got to do it at some point. So anyway, yeah, I want to see the dogs get shingles vaccines, hug Elliot, all the things. Sounds like a good plan. Let's do that. Okay. You want to go see that bridge? Let's go say uh, hi to Carmela Soprano. Yeah.
partie un jour en disant je reviendrai Oui mais depuis ce jour beaucoup de temps a passé oh, oh. Beaucoup de temps a passé Il est parti un jour en disant sois moi fidèle Jurant que son amour pour moi serait éternel oh, oh. Pour moi serait éternel Goodbye.